on. This episode of Bite Sized, we are not watching and discussing any part of the movie Twilight, at least not in the normal way. Sorry for the fake out, everyone. Hi, friends. Ben here. As I'm recording this, we're still in that weird Christmas New Year's haze where it's hard to find guests who aren't busy or out of town or both. But I didn't want to leave you without an episode. So as a way of fitting something in here, I put together a little bit of a clip show, some highlights from the first 15 or so episodes. This also should serve as a good first episode. If you just found the show, welcome. This is the perfect time for it. Or if you want to send the show to a friend, this is a great way to jump on. In it, you'll find some of my favorite bits, the origins of some recurring segments, and a good time for all. And now, on to the episode. Well, then let me start off with the first question I'm going to ask everyone on the show. Oh, and I get to be the very first you do. person. Oh, yes. I better set the bar every, high. Every time I ask this of someone else, I will say, as I always ask, but not for you, because oh! it's the first time. Oh, this is good. This is exciting. Okay, okay. Sarah Murphy, what is your experience with the Twilight franchise? So I was a preteen and teen girl when mm -hmm. uh, Twilight came out. So I feel like it was very marketed to me, but I had a lot of internalized misogyny and was like, other girls like this? I hate this. Interesting. Uh, I'm one of the boys. That was my energy in high school. And how'd that work out for you? Um, I mean, like I had a number of like close guy friends and now I'm dating a woman. So I feel like life really did an Uno reverse on me. Interesting. Of, uh, surprise, motherfucker. Actually, ladies, really cool. <laughs> Just to quickly recap for those of you who did not, are not watching along with the show. It is strictly Arizona. We start with... Bella digging up a cactus. We get a, a oh. Southwest plane flying over. You some wish mesas. it was her digging up a cactus. No, she's holding an already potted cactus that they absolutely bought at a Hobby Lobby not thirty minutes before they shot this scene. Then what was the spade she was holding for? Oh, that clean spade with no dirt on it. Oh, a lovely little piece of set dressing. I, I think that's what my favorite thing about the shot. Is Are you implying that they didn't actually have Kristen Stewart go out in the desert? And dig up a cactus. Look, would you want to watch three to four seconds of an actress doing something with her hands? You know, a little bit of busy work. The the business, sure. as they call it in a movie. Or would you rather see that same actress close her eyes and breathe deeply and for just three to four of, seconds while holding a potted cactus? Just kind of bite her lip, to as her, she will yes. thousands of other times. She looks like it is the her favorite food is cacti and she's never going to be able to eat it again once she leaves arizona that is an interesting <laughs> like, take mm, one for the road can i make an observation about this scene yeah absolutely. or I, pretty much Please any do. scene yeah, in that's Twilight. the point of the show lily it is so blue tinted that's the Bluebell, a new feature I'm <laughs> debuting here on this episode. Congratulations, Lily. In six episodes, you are the sixth guest to mention how blue everything is. Wow. And now every time a guest <laughs> says how blue it is, I'm going to ring the Bluebell. You are so excited. You just lit up. I did. I've never seen you happier. <laughs> it was so much fun. Oh, thank you so much. But yes, it is a very blue movie. Even in this scene that's in the gym and has a lot of like yellows in it, it still managed to manages to be very blue. She looks translucent. Oh, 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 oh. At the very top of this scene, mm -hmm. Eric, the newspaper guy, That's is newspaper talking guy. to his friends. And you can hear a little bit of dialogue. It's not anything you were supposed to hear. I'm guessing it's improvised, but he says, we come in mid-sentence, and he's talking about a pyramid falls from the sky, and then you guys can give each other a high five. 
So my question to you, much like the bag of eggs, is what the hell is going on what there? What is going on there? What is he talking about? Can you say it one more time? A pyramid is falling from the sky. Here, I'm going to pause it and play it for you oh, so we great. can get the exact audio. What? Masterpiece. You know, we'll have like this crazy pyramid fall from the sky, and then it's my pleasure, you guys, can, um, you guys can give each other. Read on my friend. Time. Hey, Mikey, you met my home. I did hear it, but it makes no sense. A crazy pyramid <laughs> falls from the sky. Yeah. And then you guys can like give each other high fives. So I'm guessing he's talking about some sort of video <laughs> or something. I that's what I'm I kind of am relaying that he was because he kind of like the, the high five end of it is when Bella's coming to sit down. Yeah. So maybe he gets a little distracted by her and that might make no, maybe he just sort of makes something up there. But I would believe it does sound like, like a video game or like he's recounting a uh-huh. dream or something. It okay. could be a dream or something like a pyramid falling from the sky, like, or like a hypothetical situation. It's so strange. I know. To me, it that sounds like he wants to make like a music video or something. Okay. That's my oh, assumption. Oh, I like that. Right. Or like some okay, sort of like artsy. promoting for the newspaper or prom or oh, something. Like maybe a but video. But I just don't know what that would be. Uh-huh. A pyramid falling from the sky. Yeah. And then you guys all give each other high vibes. Right. You know, those little movies you make with your friends yes, when you're in high right. school. He just maybe, got... I don't know what their school mascot is. The Spartan? Nothing to do with pyramids. So that has nothing to do with pyramids. The pyramid is just okay. for fun, I guess. That's a good guess, honestly. It's I'm just something you. that he's working on. Yeah. Improv? I'm sure. Did he get liberties there? Like I would imagine so, because there's no way just like come in with whatever you're whatever you want to talk about. It's not important dialogue. You know, we're not really supposed to pay that much attention to it. There's no Clearly. way they wrote it out. Right. And it sounds like something a high school kid would just sort of make up and make think up is on cool. the spot. I mean, yeah. you'd think that they would do something more like related to the to them, like, oh my god, Mrs. Ma- Mrs. Humphrey in mathematics was really a <laughs> Because Stone Cold bitch. Or <laughs> I mean, it, if it were me improvising, sure, sure. that's what I would do. I'm okay, but uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, whatever. The pyramids falling. High fives. <laughs> Despite the fact that basically nothing happens in this scene, it's rich. I'm gonna say everything happens. A lot happens <laughs> in this scene, right? It does, and it was shocking because I was like, "What can a minute and fifteen seconds bring?" Mm-hmm. And it brought us. A different senses. It, it paid attention to different senses for yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's just run them down <laughs> one by one. Let's start with the sense of smell because that's my <laughs> just big first impression. Huge. Bella steps in front of what I would call an industrial fan. <laughs> industrial oscillating fan. To not even oscillating. That's it wasn't? Thing. No, it's supposed to be oscillating. Felicia, we're going to get into this. But I I don't want to lose sight of the fact that it is too big and too loud to be in a classroom. And especially like a science classroom. Mm -hmm. Like, don't they have something? I like, I feel like that would be just disturbing. Don't they have air conditioning? Mr. Molina would not be heard (laughs) over that fan. There's no way. Whoever is sitting directly in front of it would just get blasted. (laughs) And at a certain point, like you see that because the fan is supposed to be oscillating. It's not. Then how did it blow up the paper like that? That's why I say it's supposed to be oscillating. In the <laughs> oh, fiction okay. of the film, it is. And no, I checked. I went frame by not. frame. It did not oscillate at any point. But at some wow. point, yes, it does. It blows so hard that if, if his hand was not on that paper, it would have flown it off the desk. It flew off. And there's no way. No. There's no way a regular fan would have done that. So This is a disruptive fan. 
I am immediately just out of the out, out of the fiction of the film. My suspension it's, of disbelief <laughs> is completely gone. Especially because the way they're all dressed, mm-hmm. it's not like they're dressed like it is hot summer. It yeah. is like probably spring. They're wearing hoodies. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the fan so rough for? I don't know what it's for in the fiction of the movie, but for us, the viewer, it's there. And I can't believe what I'm about to say so oh, that when man. Bella steps in front of it, it blows her smell directly at Edward. <laughs> I wish I was in the writer's room to be like, and how do they first meet? You know? I have to imagine this is in the books. <laughs> like, oh, this is okay. probably in the yeah, book. Yeah. She steps in front of a fan. Because smell is a surprisingly important sense in the Twilight That movies. is true. I can't imagine being the writer of this movie and thinking, well... Now we have to make him smell her in a way that's not weird and makes sense. How would it make sense? Or he could have just, she could have sat by him and that would have been the reason why, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but we really wanted that extra. We wanted the, I don't, it has to be in the book, right? I can't think of any other way to justify this. But I can't imagine what they would have written. Like they wouldn't have been like, she steps in front of a fan. No, no one would have come up with that. Except for Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) Like, which we thank you. Yeah. Right. That's the kind of thing you can get away with in a book. <laughs> but when you think about it in a movie and you have to actually, you have to actually block out Kristen Stewart stepping in front of this giant, too big, too powerful fan, <sighs> it falls apart immediately. It's. But we got it. I believed it. Yeah. And the, I think what's even weirder is that Bella knows. Because when she sits down, he sort of avoids her. Yeah. And she. Gives herself like a little she smell. She smells. Time. Yeah. I would have been like, is there a problem? Yeah. Or at least hello. Uh, 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 uh. One last segment before we finish up, and that is another entry of Extra Extra. Extra Extra. One of my favorite things to do when I watch a movie mm-hmm. is look in the background and find the most extra extra. Yes. That is a background actor who is just sort of doing their own thing. There's no way they were told to do that. Today's extra extra is a student who is dressed in all black and sort of runs through the background of one shot hunched over their lunch tray. Let me see if we can find it. There. <laughs> that guy right there. No idea what's going on. If I didn't know any better, I would say he's not an actor and is like some sound guy like who a PA. Didn't, right, yeah. didn't realize he was in the shot. I'll post this on social media when the episode drops, as well as the sort of lineup of weird lunches. But there's Anna Kendrick, there's Kristen Stewart, and just zoom oh, right through the background. He's like hunched over. Like he's he's would worried. love to know his story. I would love, and that's Twilight is full of that. Yeah, Twilight is full of people that you're like, I want to know what's going on Books with from you. Other perspectives. <laughs> I want to talk about the sheer number of posters that we see in the 26 seconds. <gasps> Just wall to every surface. Oh. in this scene is covered with posters. Well, how I, else will you know that you're in a high school? I counted nine. Nine. Let's just run them down one by one. Yeah. In the hallway behind Bella, we've got like something for a pep rally. So true. We've got another one I couldn't read. It was too blurry. Mm-hmm. We've got two next to each other. One says save our oceans. Another one says save our earth. Seems redundant. Okay. Climate change, That's activism. Pacific Northwest liberalism, am I right? <laughs> yes. I mean, I guess in forks. You know what yeah. I mean? We get in the office. There's a poster for Spanish Club. 
Mm. advertising fiesta friday totally what do you think fiesta friday at forks high school entails i definitely think it's gonna give taco tuesday vibes with no salsa Uh you know what i mean uh with no verde it's gonna give white kid in a sombrero the best poster in the movie though and maybe the best poster i've ever seen is in the hallway behind uh the office door as soon as i saw it i knew this was gonna be the meat of the episode it's some sort of generic school rally sign it says, show your Spartan spirit. It is, do you know where this is going? Mm-mm. Good. It's spelled, show your Y apostrophe R, Spartan spirit. S-P-I-R-T-I-T. No. I took a screenshot so you can see right there. <laughs> no. Y apostrophe R, T-I-T. No. And so this is going to be just basically the rest of the podcast. No. So my question for you, Jack, yeah. how do you show your Spartan spurtit? I wear green and I charge around everywhere shirtless. How, how did this happen? I think really tired and overworked set designers. Do you think? Okay, so that's my question. Because this was filmed at an actual high school. Right. Is this set designers or <gasps> is this a child? <laughs> set designer or student? That is the question. Whether tis nobler to use what's actually on the walls. Right. Oh, I feel like it's got to be the set designers because high schools, really? I feel like, yeah, are strict about that stuff because they'll think it's some like prank. You but, know what I mean? To put tit on a poster in a hallway. But the Y apostrophe R. Now that is what's deeply concerning to me. That's where I think it goes into kid territory. Hard disagree. This is one of those things. It's so profoundly weird that I don't think anyone could have done. It's a truth is stranger than fiction thing. I don't think anyone could have come up with this. I think this has to be the result of some sort of 14 year old. But tit. (laughs) But here's okay. But here's where I think you're wrong Uh is that. It, because they're students, they're actively learning. They're like, you know How what I mean? <laughs> Nobody knows the difference between your, your, and your more uh-huh. clearly than like a sophomore in an English class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But a set designer. Whoever made this sign had to know, oh no, I put a T too early in spirit. And they had to make the choice to start over or just spurt it. I mean, you could do show your Spartan spurt. But that, that's worse. So much worse. That's worse. So much worse. <laughs> He's being chased by, we will eventually learn who they are. Yes. I think they're like the rival, like evil pack of yeah. vampires, right? Yeah. 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 We, we will later in probably 10 or 13 episodes of this show learn that they are the sort of antagonists. Yes. This is their introduction. Yes. Laurent, I think, is one of their names. Yes, Maybe there's yes, a yes, James yes, yes. and a Victoria in there. Sure. That I sounds don't remember. right. <laughs> All we know right now, some shadows. Yes. Who sort of run and jump they like leap. they're in the musical cats. Yes, they do. They like leap down I think it must have been like a stairwell uh-huh. and like the mere mortal runs down the stairwell and then they like jump with these amazing poses yes yes and like hair flowing behind them the shadows catch the guy they kill him yes that is kind of the first thing I want to talk about this this mm-hmm. is this is unlike certainly any of the other scenes we've seen in the movie so mm-hmm. far mm-hmm. and it's very unlike Twilight the sort of oh reputation that it has Mm -hmm. if you had just seen this blind nothing else about the movie what would you think twilight is about 
like some guys that get into a fight on an oil rig. <laughs> right. It would probably seem like kind of a standard horror movie. Yeah. Kind yeah. of kind of not There's well shot. There's something haunting the dock. <laughs> yes. Someone's killing boat guys. <laughs> boat construction worker guy <laughs> some sort of maritime engineer what yeah, is his job i don't know i, it's I a, think i saw at one point he has a badge uh oh i didn't even notice that detail uh-huh. i don't know some sort of blue collar mm-hmm. water and construction based profession i don't blue know collar water and construction based profession i think that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole section of indie it is yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, you don't even necessarily know that... I mean, you definitely don't know that they're vampires, but you don't necessarily know that they're, like, magical or mythical beings That's either. true. They could just be really agile. They could be acrobats. <laughs> yeah. And, on, and like I said, they seem like from Cats. Yes. Judging, for all we know. Yes. This is just musical theater people yeah. killing a man. It also had some elements of, um, oh, God, what is it, Footloose... Yeah. That famous scene where Kevin Bacon's like dancing around the warehouse. My God. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about because (laughs) I mentioned this exact scene in our last episode. I'm not kidding. For what reason? I'm just imagining him sort of out in the woods, just almost like, not, it's just like flash dance. Right. Or what is it? Footloose? Footloose. Footloose. When Kevin Spacey gets so mad, he has to go yeah. to that like abandoned factory and like dance out all of his anger. Oh my god, I would love that deleted scene. That would be great. That we are really robbed of what is Edward getting up to when he's just having some big feelings. Footloose. Footloose. When Kevin Spacey gets so mad. When Kevin Spacey gets so mad. Kevin Spacey gets so mad. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. There is ice on the ground, enough for her to slip on. She walks down the stairs, slips on some ice in what I thought was actually a pretty good stunt. It's a great stunt. I have that written down. <laughs> Me that too. fall is incredible. She took that fall really well. Yeah. And I want to spend a lot of time talking about how did they pull that off? Did she actually like slip and fall like that? Did they have a pad that they like pulled out before the camera panned down? What happened there? I think she fell. If anything, these movies, if they have any lasting value, mm-hmm. it's Kristen Stewart. Yes. She's the best part of these movies. Uh-huh. She's incredible. I think and this was new. Like this was her like first big breakout role. So they weren't paying money for stunts. Yeah. They had no mats. I mean, she was Kristen low budget. Stewart, they were spending though. all of it on establishing shots. She was she was the face of the franchise. Why yeah. would you risk letting her fall straight onto concrete like that? It seems like a big risk. I don't know. Hi. Editor Ben Auksher here. I couldn't find a recorded clip of it. But here's a reading from an interview that Kristen Stewart gave with MTV in 2008. MTV. Obviously, Bella Swan is a clumsy character, but there's a scene in this movie where you go down on your butt, and I didn't see any kind of quick-shot trickery to work around a cushion on the ground or something. How'd that work? Stewart. No, I stuffed, like, a little pad in the back of my jeans, and that was it. But they did some weird thing. There was something to look like ice. They poured it all over the concrete, and it was very slippery. But it wasn't hard to fall on my butt. (laughs) I've done it before. She's a pro. She's Harrison Ford. She does all her own stunts. She clearly is a pro. She took that fall very well. Yeah. And I think we really all need to take a second to appreciate that. If you're watching, if you're listening to this right now, go watch this scene just to watch a good fall. 
by Kristen Stewart. And watch her face when she falls. Yeah. Like, it's not planned at all. She's caught by surprise. I almost, for a moment, like, I, I watched it, preparation for this, I watched it once, trying to see if maybe it was an accident. But there's too much dialogue after the fact that I think it had to be legit. And not only too much dialogue, but terrible dialogue. <laughs> oh, okay. What did you What did The you line like? that she says is, ice doesn't really help the uncoordinated. That's true. Which I've never heard anybody use words in that order before. They do so much establishing in this movie that Bella is clumsy that I don't think ever pays off. No. No. Yeah. Because all the harm that befalls her is a vampire trying to kill her, like some other thing that has nothing to do with her. Absolutely. I would love a scene that like a vampire comes sweeping in and she trips and they miss. Like some real like slapstick. Right. Like all the vampires have their powers. Her powers (laughs) is that she just She's a buffoon. You can't you can't even hold on to her. She's a greased pig. Yeah. You get a hand on her, she's gone. It's not even werewolf anymore. It's were greased pig. (laughs) In the moonlight I turn into a greased pig. No one can catch me. Even the grease comes out. Uh, did you ever have to learn to walk on ice? You grew up in Indiana. I assume it's icy in the winter. Oh my God. Yeah. I have some of my worst injuries. Really? From ice. Yeah. Well, let's go walk me through those. Those things that may have happened to poor Kristen Stewart. (laughs) Ah. Yeah. Well, if if Kristen Stewart is anything like me, you're leaving a Mm. chain restaurant, let's say, just for the record, Red Lobster, and your father, one. it was good. I mean, those cheesy biscuits. Uh-huh. Uh, your father is tossing ice balls at you, not snowballs, Yikes. ice balls. In his mind, I'd like to believe he thought they were snowballs. But okay. it's a frivolous moment that quickly turns into danger. Was, was he maybe wearing massive mittens and couldn't tell the difference? I think that was probably okay. it. Yeah. yeah. The same ones they had to use to hold those biscuits. They're to so pull hot. the lobsters out of the oven. Pull the lobsters yeah. out of the oven. Yeah, he worked at, my dad is Red, who owns Red Lobster. <laughs> I forgot to mention your full name is Sage Houston Lobster. Sage Houston Lobster. I dropped it after this incident. I can't talk to him anymore. Stage, Houston just is a stage name. I almost yeah. called it a sage name. <laughs> it's a sage <laughs> it name. It is both of those things, technically. <laughs> the other thing I noticed is that there was a coat rack yes. in the classroom. Yeah. Odd choice what were there not coat racks singular coat racks standing up because i'm sure like a wall of hooks makes sense i guess if you're a preschooler right yeah what is with that coat rack i know you were homeschooled so you might not a recurring (laughs) bit on this podcast so far is because a lot of this takes place in a high school and my only sort of context for what happens in a normal high school is through movies like twilight Mm -hmm. and so a lot of this podcast is just me asking a public schooler is that real uh so mindy coat racks in the classroom is that real no that wouldn't be real because famously public high schools you have what's called a locker i've heard of those yeah where you provide a lock and you get a combination so do you provide the lock or do they provide the lock i believe they provide the lock i think i had a couple experiences where i did need to provide the lock Uh specifically i'm thinking in like the gym locker room i remember we had to provide the lock how many lockers did you have well we had one in the hallway and then there was one in the gym locker room but you would just keep your stuff in there during gym class like i kept stuff in there all the time but sure if i was to wear a coat to high school which honestly 
wearing a coat to high school embarrassing but it's raining famous so what it's, it's embarrassing very like high schoolers it's embarrassing to wear a coat is it not embarrassing to be very wet i don't know i don't know what the drop-off situation is like at the school are they all taking the bus are they walking are they driving like well we know that bella drove her truck right so did she really need um how long was she outside before she came in i don't know it's not in the scene. I know. That's why I'm just asking questions. You just want her to catch her death of cold or something? Maybe. She's going to get wet and sick and okay. die. Anyway, she should have put her coat and her hat yeah. in her locker. Okay. Also, we were not allowed to carry backpacks. Well, no, I I take that back. In high school, I was allowed to carry backpacks. I would hope so. But in junior high, we were not allowed to carry backpacks because famously a few years before I got there, there was a stabbing. And so they said no bags someone got stabbed with a backpack no <laughs> someone got stabbed in the backpack no. someone, someone got, got stabbed <laughs> by a backpack <laughs> if you had to name this scene Ooh. what would it be oh. and this is also going to be the name of the episode so make it good oh my god this is so hard i'm trying to think of a good like deer pun one if by land two if by dock slash oil rig question mark <laughs> one if by land two if by dock slash oil rig question mark yeah put that on Apple. i don't know if that's put the that most yes yeah, so look <laughs> look for this in spotify in a couple weeks i don't know if that's the most unwieldy episode title but I, it almost certainly is well you could also just do colon no fight <laughs> okay one if by land, two if by dock slash oil rig question mark colon fight. And I'm going to just put an exclamation at the end of fight. <laughs> Ooh, volley bonk. <laughs> like volleyball, but she yeah, bonks no, him on I the head. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's a portmanteau. Dear Edward, I'm coming for you. Nope, that's not it. Dear Edward, I'm coming <laughs> no, for you. No. <laughs> I think that might be no. it. It took you a few minutes to come okay, up okay, with that. Okay, by a few minutes, uh -huh. listeners, listen. It really <laughs> took like a straight up minute. Okay, yeah. listen. <laughs> we sure did have some fun. That is it for this episode of Bite Size. Thank you so much for listening. If this was your first episode and you enjoy what you've heard so far, why not go back and listen to more episodes? I promise there's more where that came from. And if you are one of the many new listeners who found the show after I was on Jeopardy just recently, welcome. Uh, thank you so much. There are a lot of you, and that sure is encouraging. I hope you stick around, listen to more episodes, tell a friend about the show. Thank you so much to the band Swimwear Department for letting me use their song Malt Death as our theme. Thank you to Ben Oksher, my editor. He did not edit this episode. I did. So if it sounds different or worse, it's my fault, not his. And an extra thank you to Apple Podcast user EaseH, who left a very kind five-star review for the show, saying, among other things, I spent the last day and a half binging through it and laughed out loud so many times. A fun host with fun guests and a great concept. What more can you ask for than that from a podcast? If you had a good time and want to leave a review, absolutely please do. Maybe I'll read it on the show. Give it a like, give us a follow, share it with a friend. If you want to reach out to the show, you can send us a message on social media at bitesizedpod underscore on Instagram or TikTok, or send an email to the show at myfavoritetwilightpodcast at gmail.com. That is it for this episode. I'll see you next week with a real live actual human guest. And until then, as we say at the end of every episode of Bite Sized. Oh boy, vampires! Wah, wah, wah! Get a girl! Oh no, I didn't. What is it?
I've listened to it. What is it? I don't know. Give me a bite of that cactus. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's what we do say because we appreciate our listeners. Speaking of, tell a friend, give us a review. I don't know. Thank you. Good night or morning. (laughs) 